Now it's time for the rural news with Monique Steele and Monique, meat company Alliance is in the red. Yes, the farmer-owned red meat cooperative has reported a loss after tax of $70 million for the year ended September. That's a big flip from last year's $73.6 million profit. Alliance Group Chief Executive Vili Visa says as a result, the company has carried out a full review of the business to find efficiencies, and more than 10% of salaried positions have been cut, mostly in the office. He says the drop is due to red meat prices, which began falling in October last year and continued due to softer demand from consumers, especially in our key market of China. Mr Visa says there were already high volumes of product in those markets that had to be sold, and that didn't help. What then happened with those prices coming down, you revalue your, your inventory because we use a net realisable value calculation to do that. So we, we lost $60 million within the first three weeks of November. Mr Visa says Australian lamb flooding international markets is also pushing down pricing. He says Alliance held meetings with farmers ahead of the financial result, so they knew it wasn't going to be one to celebrate. But he's already had some reaction to it. So I've spoken to about 20 of our farmers um, yesterday evening, and I think there's a good understanding because we have, through other woolshed meetings or our roadshows, we've continuously having these conversations with our farmers and in some cases, quite robust conversations. Our farmers are asking some really good pointed questions, and we've managed to answer that in a transparent way. And, and I think there's a really good understanding from our farmers. And I must say, out of the 20 calls I had to make last night, really, really good support. Good understanding, good support, very comfortable with the discussions that we've had in terms of how do we trade our way out of this. Billy Visa says the loss means the co-op's 4,500 farmer shareholders won't get a distribution payment this year. Meanwhile, the outlook isn't looking the best for lamb farmers, with no signs of exports from across to Australia slowing. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says the Tasman neighbour has exported more than 30,000 tonnes of lamb each month for three months in a row. That's 10,000 tonnes more than normal monthly levels over the past decade. Unfortunately, chances of the flow of Australian lamb slowing down any time soon does seem relatively slim. Their combined uh, lamb and mutton kill, even over just the last fortnight, has shot up to the highest since this time back in 2014. A bit of rain has fallen in some of those key sheep farming areas, but look, the threat of a dry summer is just going to keep the stock coming into the processes. That's Mel Crowd of AgriHQ. The flow-on effect of the softer demand and strong competition in export markets means farmers are being paid less for their lamb. Silverfern Farms has reduced its sheep meat forecasts again. This week it told lamb suppliers the forecast to January is now $5.80 to $6.60 a kilogram, another drop from September's forecast of $6.90 to $7.30 a kilogram. To other news, Singapore-based agribusiness giant Olam Food Ingredients is officially opening its new Waikato processing plant in Tokoroa today. The company set its forecast milk payout for the season of $7.25 a kilogram of milk solids earlier this year. That matches Fonterra's current forecast midpoint. The region's Federated Farmers Dairy spokesperson Matthew Zondorop says the new company gives farmers in the region options for their milk supply. But he says those considering changing companies shouldn't take it lightly.
you know, no one can deny really competition is, is good for the market. But I, I would say uh, the profits are going offshore. Generally, personally, I don't agree with the profits going offshore. New Zealand uh, milk, New Zealand dairy farms, they should be staying within New Zealand. That's Matthew Zonderop of Federated Farmers. Right, let's head back to the New Zealand Agricultural Show in Christchurch, where farrier competitions have returned to the delight of onlookers. Farriers, or horse hoof experts, from all over the country are taking part with competitions for forging shoes and shoeing horses, including Clydesdales, on Friday. New Zealand Farriers Association's South Island Vice President, Matangi Stokes-Sterling, told Sally Murphy it's great to have it back at the show after a few years to demonstrate the union craft. So on Friday you'll see two guys working on an anvil, working with some rather large steel. We'll make the shoes straight for the horse's foot. On Thursday you're going to see a few of the open guys do the same thing with a smaller smaller shoe on some horses and you'll see most of us shoeing normal day horses with just normal shoes. And so do they have to do it within a certain time frame or is it more about the quality of the work? So you're looking at about an hour for most of the work. So we have an hour to shoe two feet and we also have an hour at the moment to do two shoes for the class. You think that's a lot of time, but it does, it does disappear quite quickly. Mr Stokes Sterling says being at the show in Christchurch is great practice for the national championships, which are taking place at the Stratford AMP show next week. It's hard work, you can't, can't deny it's hard work, but there's a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day when you do some nice work, you get to be quite social, meet a lot of people, pretty much it, I love the job. And you've had a few people come by and, and have a look, what's the feedback been like from the public? Everyone, everyone seems to love it, I was actually just talking to um, a lovely couple, they're, not, they're happy to see the trade actually carry on. Mm. A lot of people remember farriers from 20, 30 years ago, but you don't see much of us around at the moment nor competitions and you don't get to see this aspect of our job of the making of shoes and hot shoeing really. That's Matangi Stokes-Sterling. And just lastly, the Italian confectionery company behind Ferrero Rocher and Nutella is abandoning its $70 million hazelnut farm in New South Wales, saying the state's long-term climate is unsuitable for the nut long-term. The ABC reports the Ferrero Group is planning to remove the one million hazelnut trees that it planted on the farm in 2013. In a statement, the company says the decade-long pilot study has found that the region's climate in the long term is not conducive to hazelnut farming. It says hazelnut yields have fallen well below expectations, making it commercially unviable. And that's the rural news for today. Koyara te porongo o te taifenua.